Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Lance. I'm an entrepreneur, social media strategist, keynote speaker, and author. But my most important role is wife and mom to our adorable two boys. I run our company, Katie Lance Consulting, side-by-side with my husband, Paul, and our passion is to help real estate professionals get smarter about how they use social media. Our Get Social Smart Academy has helped thousands of real estate agents and brokers take back their time and hone their social media strategy. Now, you may know me from social media, or maybe you've seen me from stage, or maybe this is your first time meeting me. In this podcast, I'm excited to share with you my success stories and take you behind the scenes into how I got where I am, how I've built our company, how I juggle being a wife, mom, business owner, and so much more. You'll hear from me, but also we'll be showcasing some of the great people we get the pleasure to work with inside of our academy. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, social media geek like me, real estate pro, or a mom, or maybe all of the above, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. You're listening to episode 12 of the Katie Lance podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you how to treat your business like a business. This is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. As a lot of you know, we started our company back in 2012. And if you missed that story, that was all in episode one. So you got to go back and listen to that story. But I find so often when I hear people are starting their own business or they're becoming an entrepreneur or they are deciding to be a freelancer, um, it's a lot of times starts out as, as a side hustle, which is fine. But I often find that so many people don't succeed at business. And, you know, I I know I I don't have the statistic off the top of my head, but I think it's something like 50% of all businesses like fail within the first couple years. Don't quote me on that. But I'm sure I know it's a really high percentage because I, I am amazed at how many people I have just seen personally who've started businesses in the time that I've been in business and have since, uh, you know, closed their business down or moved on to something else. And I really think one of the reasons we've been able to have the success that we've had, not that we have it all together by any means, we have, we are continuing to grow and evolve. But I think there's a few things that we've done really, really well um, in terms of treating our business like a business. So I want to share with you a few tips for how to do that and then a few resources as well. So in no particular order, I want to share nine, nine quick things that I think will make a really big difference and have made a big difference. The first is get a business license right? This is kind of a no brainer, but I'm amazed how many people don't have a business license. So make sure you get your business license. Uh, If you are running your own business, you know, call your city office, call your, you know, local county. If you don't know uh, how to do that or what the process is, it's usually pretty painless, but that's a small thing that will make a big difference that will help you in terms of your taxes, that will help you in terms of uh, naming your business, getting a website, all that good stuff. The second thing is have office hours have office hours. So although you are an entrepreneur and you could work anytime, set some parameters for when you're going to be quote unquote in the office, even if your office is just, you know, on a card table in your kitchen. (laughs) So set some set some parameters. Now when you first get started, obviously, you're probably gonna work a lot more uh, just to just to get things up and running, but set some parameters, turn the off button off at some point. 
The third thing is really think about what do you do and what do you don't do? What do you not do? What do you do and what, and what are what are things that you don't do? Now, again, when you first start, you might say yes to a lot of things because you're not quite sure what you want to do and what you don't want to do. But really try to get clarity over what it is that you want to do and what it is you don't want to do. For us, you know, we love social media. I love social media. And so that's our expertise. And although I know a lot about email marketing, we don't We don't teach a lot about email marketing because that's not my sweet spot. Now, at some point, maybe we'll evolve into doing more of that. That's fine. But when you when you stay in your zone, when you stay in your 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 zone of genius, right in your lane, you will attract more business. You will be happier. Uh, You won't feel like oh, you won't you won't feel that anxiety of of offering a service that really isn't your sweet spot. So really hone in on what you do and what you don't do. The fourth thing is how much are you going to charge? How much are you going to charge for whatever it is that you're selling? You know, if you if you're in real estate, you're probably going to have some uh, some advice from your broker in terms of percentages and what that looks like. If you're a freelancer or you're starting your own business, maybe you are are selling things on Etsy, whatever it might be. How much are you going to charge? What is your time worth? And it's one of those things that's really hard to think about. Sometimes, I mean, even for myself, it's hard to think about. People will say, you know, I remember back in the day, people would say, oh, I want to hire you as a coach. What are your rates? I want to have you speak at an event. What are your fees? And I just remember remember feeling that anxiety of like, oh gosh. And I remember kind of thinking to myself, well, gosh, how much is it? How, how much do I think that they would pay me? And I would start to think about how they sounded and well, they sound like they have more money. So I'm going to charge them more. And you know, and, and my my fees were kind of, you know, to be honest with you, all over the map. And so before you get to that point, you want to think about what do you offer? And what's the fee for that? Right? And sometimes the fee is sometimes, we're, you know, you're not even sure where to start, but you can start by, you know, Googling, it's amazing what you can find out there on Google. I'd also encourage you to think about what your time is worth. How much do you want to make on a, a weekly, monthly, yearly basis? How long does it take to do whatever it is that you're doing? And then break that down right? But really getting a a set structure together with your fees is key and then sticking to it. Now realizing there might always be room for negotiation depending on what industry you're in, but stick to your guns. That's important. The next thing that's really important, number five is invoicing, making sure if you've got any kind of business that you are invoicing your clients uh, and that you are making sure that they're paying you as well. I can't tell you how many contractors we've worked with over the years that just sort of like invoice us whenever they remember. Uh, And I always think to myself, aren't you running a business, right? Invoice us on a regular basis. For us, we always invoice on a regular basis uh, and we have a system in place for what that looks like. But Make sure you've got the financial part of your business, uh, you know, together. That's important. And if that's not your strong suit, maybe that's an opportunity to bring in a bookkeeper or someone who can help you on maybe a part-time basis to help with just the financial piece of that, which goes hand in hand with number six, which is have a business checking account, a business savings account, a business credit card. I highly recommend from day one that you split personal and business, right? Don't be that person who's using their business, their their personal credit card for business and and vice versa. Just keep it clean, keep it separate. Uh, It makes it's first of all, it's so much easier at the end of the day when it comes to for tax time to have it completely separate, but separate it all out. Take the time to get business accounts. I'm, I'm amazed by how many people who start a business don't have a business checking account or savings account or business credit card. It definitely makes a big difference. Um, And by the way, when it comes to invoicing and business accounts, a lot of people who run businesses kind of on the side, they will do things like PayPal or Venmo. 
And that's not a real business. That might be a side hustle, but if you really want to start a full-time business, like for, you know, example for us, for, you know, consulting, we're, you know, we're invoicing our clients, right? And we're running things through our business account. So again, small thing that makes a big difference. Number seven and number eight are tied hand in hand. Number seven is have a professional email. Have a professional email. You know, in 2019, you can easily get an email that is tied to your domain. So for us, you know, we have katielance.com. My email is katie at katielance.com. It's not, you know, Hotmail. It's not Yahoo. It's not AOL. It's not even Gmail. And so often I see professionals using these free email accounts. This is a huge no-no. So often I'll hear people say, well, I've had that for years. That's just where people know how to find me. And it's kind of an excuse because in this day and age, guess what? Here's the good news. You can keep that old email, but you can actually forward forward that email. I have an old Gmail account that I don't I don't use, but I forward that to my professional email, my Katie at katielance.com email. So you know, if someone happens to email me on that old Gmail, I'm still getting that email. And the good news is through Google, you can secure your domain, you can set up your email to be through your uh, through your website URL. It's just a lot more professional. If I if you hand me your business card, and your business card says, you know, Joe Smith at sbcglobal.net, to me, that says you're not a real business. So get a real business email, super important. Also just for security, for those of you in real estate or mortgage or financial services, oh my gosh, if you're sending documents and, and sensitive information through a free account, like Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, you know, all these, all these sort of free freemium accounts, you're putting your clients at risk. That leads me to number eight, you got to get a website right? You got to get a website. I know a lot of us, you know, we obviously we love social media. I'm in the business of social media, but you still want to have your place on the web. What if Facebook goes away tomorrow? What if Instagram goes away? You still want your own place on the internet. And the good news is having a website in this day and age is even easier than ever before. And by the way, I speak from experience because the first year I was in business, I did not have a website. Now, granted, I'm glad I just started, right? We, we, we teach this all the time. Done is better than perfect. If I would have waited to have a website, I would have lost all that revenue that first year. But you got to have a website, maybe not from day one, but in that first six to 12 months that you're up and running, get a website. It's, it's your place on the internet, right? It's your business card on the internet. And then the ninth, the ninth thing that's really, really important is having a dedicated workspace. Have a dedicated workspace. Now, when you first start, it might just be like the corner of your bedroom, but have a space that's just for you where you are like going to the office. And I remember, you know, when we first started our company, I, I told this story in one of our earlier podcast episodes, my husband was like, let's go to Ikea. And and we bought some really fun furniture. If you've ever seen a picture of my office, it's all red. I have a red desk, a red chair, red bookshelves. Like I love the color red. I love coming to my office. There's, you know, it's small but mighty and it has energy in it. And that's the place where um where we work. So have that dedicated workspace. And at the end of the day, the reason why I'm talking about all of these things right here is because if you want to command command a higher price, you want to get a higher fee, you're a realtor who wants to get, you know, your full 6% or 7%, you are a freelancer who wants to double your fees, you, you're a speaker who wants to get more money, you must act like a business and not just someone who's got a side hustle. Now, nothing against people who do side hustles. I think there's you know, we, we are kind of in the economy of side hustles right now. I know lots of folks who, who, you know, drive for Uber or they do, you know, DoorDash or they, you know, they're selling products on Etsy to make some extra money. That's awesome. 
I'm not necessarily talking to those folks. I'm talking to those of you who have decided to become an entrepreneur, a full-time entrepreneur, a full-time independent contractor. If you want to command the money that you want to get, you have to act like a business. And I can tell you that those things make a really, really big difference. On a side note, I would also encourage you to be really professional when it comes to your communication with your clients. You know, I think sometimes when it comes to being an entrepreneur, it's easy, it's easy to get really personal with people and being personal is great. But you know, at the end of the day, when you're working with clients, they just want to know that you're going to, that you're going to do what you said you're going to do, right? You're going to do what you said you're going to do. So you don't necessarily need to tell them your whole life story of, oh, I couldn't do this because I had to pick up my kids and this and that, because nine times out of 10, they're going to, they're going to hear that and go, I don't care. I just want you to get done what you're going to get done. So it's, it's a little bit of that balance between personal and connecting with people that you want to work with, but also just get stuff done, right? Just get stuff done. And you've heard me say this before in other podcasts, under promise and over deliver, under promise and over deliver. Okay. I want to share a few tools with you that have made a big difference in our business and will help you as well in your business. And then I'm going to share a few lessons learned. So a couple tools that have made a big, big difference for us is QuickBooks. QuickBooks has been great. Now I'll be the first to say I don't personally use QuickBooks. My husband is our, my business partner. He's also obviously my husband. His job is the money. Uh, he's, he's the money guy. So, but QuickBooks easily allows us to track our revenue, to track expenses. We also work with a CPA and I would say, you know, from the get go in the very beginning, we started working with a CPA, you know, and, and we used to always do our own taxes, but as you start your own business, it's really valuable to get some professional assistance when it comes to your taxes. I think they're, they are worth their weight in gold. And what we've also learned is, you know, sometimes you, you might outgrow a CPA or a financial person and you need to move on to someone else. We learned that as well. We realized we were getting charged for a number of different things through uh, one CPA we were working with. We decided to make a switch um, and just found a better fit for where we were in our business. And it's made a huge difference. But having some sort of system, QuickBooks is great. I know other entrepreneurs use a system System like FreshBooks, that's also another great system as well. But having some sort of tracking uh, software to track your your expenses, to track your invoicing, to track your business, uh, you can't just use a spreadsheet, right? You can't just use post-it notes. <laughs> You've got to treat your business like a business. Um, another tool, you know, when it comes to websites, like I said, getting a website today in 2019 is easier than ever before. Uh, there's some great tools out there. I know a lot of entrepreneurs use Wix, W-I-X, Wix. I have personally not used Wix, but I know a lot of dear friends and colleagues who have used that. And that's a great place to start. You know, not, that, not, that, that may not be where you want your website to be in five or 10 years, but today you need to get a website done today or tomorrow or, or over the weekend. Wix has a lot of great options to create something quickly and easily that, that, is, that is really nice looking that you can get up and running, uh, you know, fairly quickly. As far as email marketing, you know, email marketing, I think is also something that's important to think about when it comes to your business. We started email marketing using MailChimp, uh, which is great. We have since uh, kind of evolved and now we use Infusionsoft for our email marketing, but that's one more area as you 
to treat your business like a business, email marketing is one of the best ways to generate new business, new clients. Um, and I, I, like I said, MailChimp's a great tool. We've used that for, had used that for years and years. We now use Infusionsoft, but you want to, if you're going to do any kind of email marketing, email marketing is not just sending a big group email to everybody on your phone, right? That's, that's called spamming people, <laughs> right? You have to have a way for people to opt out. And when you grow your business, Using a tool like Mailchimp or other other tools, Constant Contact is another one. I know a lot of um, a lot of business owners use Constant Contact. That's another great tool to kind of manage your email marketing. Another tool is is just Google. You know, there's so many free tools within Google. Google Spreadsheets. That's how we keep track of um, our our editorial calendar and a lot of what we do with, with marketing and content. But Google Spreadsheets, Google Documents, Google Drive. You know, getting everything off your computer and into like a shared drive can be really, really powerful. If it's not Google Drive, you might use Dropbox. Having a paid account with Dropbox, I find is really, really helpful. And then as you grow, using project management tools like Asana or Trello or even Slack, um, you know, again, you may not use that right out of the gate, but as you start to grow and maybe you bring on an assistant or someone on your team and it becomes not just you, but a few other people using tools like Asana or Trello or even Slack can be great in terms of communication and moving projects forward. Okay, a few lessons learned from all of this because I share this to give you a little bit of tough love, but also because I've made a lot of mistakes as well. And I will say three things that have made a big difference in terms of lessons learned. The first is hire for your weaknesses, but know enough to hire the right person. Hire for your weakness, but know enough to hire the right person. We did an episode a couple episodes ago where I talked about my team and who's on our team and who does what. And I've learned long ago that I don't have to do everything. I don't need to know the ins and outs of QuickBooks. I don't need to know the ins and outs of how to edit each one of my videos or how each one of my emails works in terms of email marketing. I just need to know enough to hire the right person. Now, when I first started my business, it was me, myself, and I right? And so you start with where you're at, and then you grow. And as you grow, you hire for those weaknesses. But again, you want to know enough. So you're hiring the right person, which leads me to my second lesson, which is scale as you grow, scale as you grow. Rome was not built in a day, you've got to walk before you can run. So scale up as you grow, you might not have all these tools right away that I mentioned, but you start with where you're at and you grow from there. And then the last lesson is focus on your priorities. Focus on your priorities. Why is it that you decided to start your own business or become an entrepreneur? Maybe some of it has has to do with money. I would guess, though, that it probably has a bigger uh, meaning for you. I know for myself, one of the reasons why I started my own business was to have quality of life with my family. When I started our company, my boys were little, and now they are they're getting older. You know, I have a, I have a second grader and a fifth grader. Uh, my fifth grader is going on to middle school next year. And so, you know, really thinking about prioritizing, which is actually what I'm going to talk about in our next episode, because I think prioritizing being a mom, being a parent, it can be really hard when you're running a business. So thank you so much for listening. All of these resources, we're going to put in links below in our show notes. So depending on where you're listening to this, um, you can click on the show notes and, and check that out. You can always go to our website, katielance.com and click on the podcast button and you'll see all of our past episodes. So thank you so much for tuning in. By the way, I would love to know from you what kind of business you're running. If you're listening to this and you're running a full-time business, or maybe you are running a side hustle, that's, that's okay too. That's awesome too. 
reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Send me a message. Let me know that you listened to this episode and let me know what kind of business you run. I would love to connect with you and hear more about your business. Alrighty. Have an awesome rest of your day. We'll catch you next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this podcast, I'd love if you'd subscribe and leave me a review. Also, make sure you visit me over at katielance.com where you can sign up for our free email newsletter, find out about upcoming events I'm speaking at, and check out what our Get Social Smart Academy is all about. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.